Welcome to the New Beginning Fellowship Church Sermon Podcast. We are glad you are listening to the teaching of the Word of the Lord. We pray that this message encourages you and builds your faith. We also pray that this message is only supplemental to your spiritual growth instead of being a replacement for daily personal Bible study, the pastor you should be submitted to, or the church God would have you to be an active member of. If you live within driving distance of Brobridge, Louisiana, we hope that you would come to visit us during one of our services on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Service times, ministry information, and giving options are all located on our website at newbeginningfc.com or on our Facebook page at New Beginning Fellowship Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. The 12th chapter, specifically two verses. Amen. That'll be my main text of my passage and the title of this message, Have the Mind of Christ. Have the Mind of Christ. And there's, there, there, there could be a lot that could be said here. There's so many different avenues that we can hit upon when it comes to the human mind. Amen. As a young Christian, I remember that glorious moment where the Holy Spirit dealt with my heart and brought revelation to me that I was a wretched sinner. But not only that, but gave me the remedy through Christ Jesus. Amen? Do you remember that day? Amen? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens rolled away. It was there by faith I received and now, amen. And so we come into this new covenant. We come into this relationship with God who is holy and righteous. And now he's made a way for us to approach him through what his son Jesus Christ has done for us. For the new believer, it can be confusing at the beginning because you love the Lord, you know that something has changed. There's been a change, like the song says. But then the battle starts right after that, where we commit the first sin and we become very confused. Amen? We get very confused and we're trying to figure out in our mind what has went wrong. I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb, but yeah, I have failed. God, welcome to the club. Welcome to grace. Welcome to the fountain of that blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I'm going somewhere here with this and we're going to pray. Father, we ask for your anointing this morning. We ask you to move that the spirit of the living God would deal with each and every one of our hearts that we need spiritual surgery. We need the Word of God to penetrate our hearts and minds and that the Holy Ghost would be the instrument as the knife to cut in there, to take out that that needs to be taken out and to replace it with you, Jesus, your character, your grace, all about you. 
We're so thankful this morning that you have given us your word for instructions and directions, all that we need in this lifetime to know about more of you and to experience you in relationship. In Jesus' name, and the church says, Amen. Amen. So as a young Christian, we can get very, very confused why these things happen right away. Well, welcome to the sanctification process. Amen. Welcome to the start of your new journey, which is going to be exciting and many other things that we will be experiencing in our Christian walk. And so we have to define what is going on, that it is a heart issue, and what is in the heart is going to come out whether good or bad. We see in the scriptures in the the book of um, Genesis in the sixth chapter in the days of Noah, the man's heart and the intent of his heart was to continually to just do evil. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 17 talks about what? The heart is desperately wicked above all things and who can So we see why It is wicked. We know that there was a fall in the garden when the serpent went in there with Adam and Eve. It deceived them and twisted God's words a little bit. And they disobeyed God and voila, sin came into the world. It contaminated the makeup of man, body, soul, and spirit. And so we go through all this and God has been dealing with us from the beginning of Genesis all the way through the law and keep going through the prophets, keep going through all that's been going on till finally we get to the New Testament where he's finally going to deal with this situation to be able to deal with sin once and for all and praise God for that. If it wasn't for the grace of God, where would any of us be at this moment? If it wasn't God being so long-suffering and gracious to us, where would we be? As much as we preach the cross of Christ, as much as we preach about that forgiveness, there is so much more to this abundant life. I'm here to tell you, Jesus does not just want to save us from our sins. He wants to transform us to his image in this lifetime. We will need not need that in the life that comes after that in eternity, but we need it now. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says a lot about the heart and mind. It says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now you have to understand in the Old Testament when the word is used heart, It's talking about the total makeup of man. But as we get into the New Testament, we see more of a distinction between the heart and the mind, consisting of the soul, and then our spirit, and then our body. Amen? Now, I believe, and there's been a debate, an in-house debate. Some Bible scholars believe we are two parts. They believe it's the body, and they believe that it's the spirit and soul intertwined. I'm, I'm fine with that. As I look at the scriptures and look at some of them, I believe that we are three part. I believe it's body, soul, it's spirit. Amen? Amen? And so when we look at that, we can literally say that the spirit man is where the Holy Ghost is able to communicate and to speak to us. We are spiritual beings. Amen? Our soul is really us, our real us, how we think about ourselves and what we what we ponder in our heart and what we battle with and, and, and all the things that go on eternally. 
And our body is the avenue that we use to experience this world, right? We see, we taste, we hear, we smell, we go on, we feel and all that. So we are a three-part person. So we come to salvation and the Lord deals with our spirit, man. And so the next process is really to deal with our soul. Amen? It's the soul that needs to be renewed in Christ Jesus. It's the soul of the heart and man that has to be changed, right? Did not Jesus say, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles, it's what comes out. Amen? Adultery and hatred and murder and drug and all these things. We're dealing with a heart issue. We have to understand that Jesus didn't just come to die for us at Calvary just to save us, but he wants to do a work within us to show the world who he truly is. We don't have to stay in that defeated mind that we have of certain strongholds and things that we're dealing with in our hearts and mind. You know, we can't believe a lie. We continue to believe it so much that we can nullify what Christ did at Calvary and say, Lord, the blood is not sufficient enough to deliver me from this situation. Get that this morning. There's always hope in Christ Jesus. Me and my wife, we're talking about this. And I know I'm going a little bit to the side, but I'm going to get to it. You know, we pray, amen? I believe in prayer. You know, my, my house shall be a house of prayer, amen? We seek God. That is the avenue that we use to communicate with God in a two-way street, right? We seek Him so many times and we cry out and we say, Lord, I need you to deliver me from this situation in my life. There's just something in me that needs to go. And we cry out many times. And, you know, because of my Pentecostal background roots, I believe that the Holy Spirit could speak to you directly. And He does. But we have to have this mindset that the majority of the time that the Lord speaks to us is through His Holy Word. Right? We must be governed by the Word of God. Amen? That is where our final authority is at. If, any, if they're going to be able to tell that we are a child of God, they're going to see it because we are governed by the Word of God and governed by His Spirit. And it's going to be shown because our conduct, the way we act and the way we talk, is going to show the world exactly where we're at in Christ Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. Come on. And so we cry out and we're asking God, deliver me from this thing that I've been dealing with since I got saved. And what does the Lord do? You know, we use that scripture that says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Yes, it is. It's the word of God. Jesus is the living word. We have to go back to the word. The answer is here. Why am I struggling? Why are there strongholds in my mind, in my heart that I've been battling for years? Well, the remedy is right here. Amen? There has to be a change in the inside if it's going to come out. And what I mean, that godly change that only can go through the process that the Word of God tells us we must walk through. Come on. The answer is going to be in the Word of God. God has made a way and an avenue for you to go through this process so He can work it in you and through you and give you victory. I said earlier about the Holy Spirit and He's there within us to guide us, to rebuke us, to teach us and to lead us and to conform us into the image of Christ. 
I've been speaking about the image of Christ in the last several messages in the last three months because I feel that in my heart that we just need to go back to the basics sometimes. Some people say, this is so elementary. It Really? Really? Is it really elementary when you're struggling with everything within you and you feel like you're drowning in that water and you feel like there's no hope? Is it really that elementary? It is very vital for our Christian walk to have this. Amen. There is hope, church. There is hope. Jesus paid it all. He loves you so much and me so much. He wrote this holy word, amen. He used men inspired and by the Holy Spirit to instruct us and to guide us and teach us in his word. And so we're going to look at that a little bit. I know I'm building up a little bit of a foundation of dealing with this, amen. And so we just continue, amen, of the mind. I really want to do with the mind today, amen. One of the definitions in, in the Greek is as the seed of emotions and affections, mode of thinking and feeling, disposition and moral inclination equivalent to the heart. Amen? So the mind and the heart are connected. They are connected. Amen? Come on. Well, I remember when I got saved, I loved the Lord. I was thankful. But then that old stinking thinking, that old person that I was, the 13 years of just up to no good was still in me. Come on. It's still in me. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you're going to have to help me. We are a working progress. But how do we deal with this? How do we let the Holy Spirit and the Word work that out of us? The things that need to be removed, the things that need to be removed. And those things of Christ that need to be put in place. You see, when God takes something, something out of us, we think, oh, I, I need that. I need that so bad. But yet he's got so much better to give you in return. How are we going to lose out what God takes from us in our life that will be beneficial to put something better, eternal value that will help us? So let's go into the scriptures. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'll be coming out of the ESV translation. It goes like this. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, the scripture that I really want to focus on this morning is the second one. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen? And so that's what we're really battling with. What does First John talk about that? The main enemies that we have is really the world, the flesh, and the devil. Amen? The world system, which is, consists of the evil system. Amen? That that is not governed by God. That that just does what it wants. What does the word say in the Old Testament? That every man did what was right in their own eyes. Those that are not governed by the word of God. And then we got the enemy, obviously. The adversary that comes to attack us. But let's focus on the flesh. That middle one. Sometimes we look in the mirror, and you hear this a million times through the preachers and teaching, that we are our worst enemies. 
we look in that mirror and sometimes we do that little, we shoot ourselves in the foot. Some friendly fire, right? <laughs> we do that a lot of times. And so there's a pattern here that the Lord wants us to learn. That we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so in, in the world system itself, it's always going to be like a magnet. It's going to be like this pressure that's always going to be upon you trying to get you to be patterned after it. In other words, your behavior and who you are. It's always going to try to influence you outside of Christ Jesus. It's always going to try to pull you to the ways of the world system, the spirit of this age. And it's very important that we can detect that. Because if we continue, it says, instead of being conformed to the pattern of this world, Paul says that we need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. Amen? A metamorphosis. So you have one conform, that means it's an outer element that's trying to conform you on your outer person. But the transformation, you know, this is very basic. The transformation is what starts with the inside and then starts coming out to the outside. The same Greek word that they would use would be, I believe it's in Matthew chapter 17, verse 2, when the Lord took his disciples up to the mountain. And what happened? He became transfigured. His true inner being was finally revealed to his disciple. That's truly what's in him. He was just shelled in this body. Remember? He was in the likeness of men. Amen? Amen? So praise God. So we see that. And so it starts in the mind and in the heart that has to be renewed. And so how do we do that? We get into the Word. We start studying that Word and we start letting it deal with us. I did a teaching on, preaching on um, Psalms chapter 1, where it says, I think in verse 2, Uh, And his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law do I meditate day and night. You see, it's just not enough for us just to read the word. And don't get me wrong. Some people like to read the word, right? That's that's fine. And then their their other avenue is they study the word. That's fine. You just keep the inner man fed and all that. Amen? But what I'm talking about, is getting into word because it's going to give you the answers how to deal with everyday life. Paul is saying you don't need to be patterned after this world. You don't need to follow their example. You need to just let what's inside of you, Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, start working that in your life to be manifested on the outside. You have what you need. You have what you need. You have all that you need. Amen? Amen? Sometimes we can just read the Word of God and look at it like it's just another book. I did my little five-minute devotion. I got to go. I understand sometimes. We get busy. I understand life gets busy. You got a family. You got kids. It gets hard sometimes to really, you know, to get a pattern where you can have some time with the Lord. But it's the Word that's going to do something within you. And it's just not the Word. Amen? Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, listen to this. And we are with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed, again that word, in the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So the combination of the Word and the Spirit is what's going to work within us to change us. Amen. We can't just be changed in our own way, but we yield ourselves as we read the Word. And then the Holy Spirit is able to take that Word and to work it within us. How many of us truly want to be 
in the image of Christ. Oh, my Lord, when I read what he did in the Gospels and how effective he was to the people around him, who would not want that to be just like him, to be able to walk in that, amen, and that people could see that. We have a world that is starving for a reality check of who Jesus Christ really, who he really is. And it must be brought and distributed through the body of Christ in the church. Hallelujah. You don't have to hang on to that same old stinking thinking. You can filter it with the word of God. When you start getting into that word and these contrary thoughts and things start coming in you, you'll be able to say, no, that is contrary to the word of God. I stand by faith and the Holy Spirit is going to back you up and help you with that. How many times we are in a, believe me, I'm an emotional person. Ask my wife. When things happen, ask my son. I will overreact. And my wife will just sit there, watch me for 10 minutes, and I'm going on this big old, and when I finally come down, she like, she gives me that look like, are you done? Can we talk about this now? <laughs> so, so we are. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We are an emotional people. We do let things happen to us. That's why we need the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, to govern us, right? What do we want to be governed by? I sure don't want to be governed by the, the world system anyways, the things that are bad out there, because I knew what I was to my prior walk in Christ Jesus. When I walked in darkness, all those things that I let govern my heart, well, that's what brought me to the Lord Jesus Christ. He found me, right? He found us, and he saved us. So how much? What are you going to do? With that spirit of fear is coming at you, and it comes to us, right? Fear comes in many different ways to each and every one of us. One person said, well, I don't fear that. You know, they laugh at that, the believer, Then, but what do you fear? What is it that you fear? When you lay down in, in the middle of the night and you're about to go to bed, what are you fearing truly? Because we all have fears. Amen? Each and every one. It's an emotion. That's, what, that, that's what's in us. But it shouldn't be driving us. So how do we deal with this? The word says what? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love mind. And the other one I like to take out of context, I'm sorry, Brother Ben, is perfect love casts out all. Amen. Jesus said, he's a great shepherd to the flock. He said, fear not, little flock. Amen. The word is in there and within us. And when we apply and let the Holy Spirit work it through us, We're going to see growth. Why? Because it's going to teach us to grow in Christ Jesus and to be more like His character. Amen? From day to day and glory to glory, the Word is going to work that in us if we let it. What are you struggling with? Your emotions? What are you struggling with? It's in the Word of God. Apply it and let the Holy Spirit work it through you. Amen? He can do that. It's inspired. Amen? It's, the, it's, it's a word that's just not dead. It's alive because the Spirit brings it to our attention. How many times have we read the word? And that one scripture you read like five years in a row, and voila, I saw the light. <laughs> Whoa, I've never seen that before. Hello, revelation for the Holy Spirit to just give you knowledge. Now ask Him for wisdom how to use that knowledge. Amen. We have knowledge of the word, but who's the wisdom of, of all this? It comes through Christ Jesus. We know that in Corinthians on wisdom and sanctification. It goes on and on and on. But it's the Holy Spirit that is our wisdom. 
Because he takes that word that's in your heart and he starts applying it to help you with your everyday life and struggle, praise God. Amen. We don't have to be conformed to the pressure around us. Amen. They came up to Jesus, hey, remember the coin? They asked him that trick question. He said, render to Caesar, Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God. What wisdom. Amen. Are we not to follow him and who he is and what he's done? When he had his three and a half years ministry here on this earth, did he not leave an example to his disciples how to follow him? Praise God. I'm here to tell you, every time we get into this word, something's going to happen within us because the Holy Spirit's going to work within us. But we have a free will, and it's up to us to yield to that. Amen? It's up to us to yield to it. How many of you? This is me. I'm like, I read the scripture, and I'm like, oh, come on. It's kind of like Baskin Robbins. I'm going to pick this one. This is my favorite one. Oh, yes, the... The, you know, the yes and amen. Hell yeah. All the promises are God for me. Yes and amen. <laughs> this scripture says, love your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use you. I'm like, mm. okay, Lord, I'm going to need you to work on me on this area. Amen. Render evil, no, for, you know, with evil, but render, you know, good for evil and all that. And you're like, ah, oh, man, but sometimes people really get under my skin. I believe that God should let me, and I borrowed this from another preacher, right? I said, I believe that sometimes God needs to use me as his instrument of justice to bring judgment down on this person. They did something to me, and I want to retaliate. Lord, can we just go back to the law for a minute? A tooth for a tooth, and then I ask for forgiveness, and we go on. Amen. Come on. This is true. This is within us. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And one word is said to you, and my whole world falls apart. Isn't it true? Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you got some bah humbug walk by you. They're just like, take the whole life out of you. you know? And we do it to one another. Don't get me wrong. Thank God for his grace. Amen. He can keep us in him. And he is doing that. We are secured in him. We're not going to get any more saved than on that day. We had revelation what he did for us at Calvary. We repented of our sins. We confessed him, asked him into our heart and mind, amen, and he changed us. The sanctification process is just really to prepare us for, etern- for eternity and to help us to deal with this crazy world, amen. It can get crazy sometimes. I mean, Bob and I go there, but just some of the decisions I've seen going on in the world, I'm like, it's getting crazy out there. So, you know, we need to be governed by the Word of God. I pray that you get something out of it. I know I kind of went a little bit here and there, but definitely we want to be governed by the word. That way we don't have to be making some of the irrational decisions that we make, right? Like, uh, my emotion was high. Yeah, I got this option or that option because I'm not thinking right and my, my blood's pumping up and all that. I'm going with this door. And six months later, like, <laughs> tell my wife I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, again, Amen. Praise God. We can have a little fun in the house of God. Amen. Amen. We can have a little a little fun. We can, what? Laughter is like what? Medicine? Amen. And we need that. Can we all stand? I love you all so much. And just the altar call today, as the Lord leads, maybe 
you know, you're just having a difficult time about reading that word and letting it work get through you. I just showed you a pattern how we need to let it work through us. We read it, we receive it, and we meditate upon it, and then we yield for the Holy Spirit to work it through us. All for what? It's the work to keep It's all about the image of Christ. We want to be more like Jesus. You know, this, keeps, this is a process that will continue to keep going on, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Amen? I hope a year from now when we look at, you, at each other, we're going to say, we've changed, and if I haven't, it's on me because I have not applied the process what God wants me to go through to look more like his son. This is not a works mentality because you, we all know that we can't do it within ourselves. But we have to yield. That's where the Holy Spirit comes through and works it through us. So the altar call is just simple. Lord, I want more of you. And Lord, I've been crying out for specific things in my life that I know that I'm battling with and I'm struggling with, but I'm going to do an act of faith and come to this altar and cry out to you to help me. And Lord, what I heard this morning, to take this word and to start using it in my life so we can see the effect that you want to do in our life and start bringing that change. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Instead of being the the young born-again believer, we've all been through there and just be confused. Why am I still the way I am? Well, they're just you babes in Christ. They've got to be taught disciples. But some things we've been what? Some of us have been in the Lord for 20 years, 25 years. It's not really how long you've been in years. You can grow a lot more in all how much we are yielding to the word and let the Holy Spirit work it through us. So that's uh, that's the altar call today. You know, nobody needs to know what it is. That's between you and God, amen? For his God, that's where the Spirit of God is there. And, and we all, none of us have a right to judge any of our brothers as they come to the altar. <laughs> That's what we need sometimes, is just to come to Him and to speak to Him and to cry out to Him, Lord, I, I want to be more like You. Amen? Is that your desire? To be more like Jesus? Brother Renee always sings that I've, I've got my mind made up to follow Jesus all the way. Amen? <laughs> and that's what we want. Amen? So praise God. So that's the altar call. And who's ever learned by the Spirit to come forward? If not, if you're right there in your chair, let the Lord deal with you. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you. Amen. Praise God.